hello and welcome to my Authentic You podcast, uh, where your emotional and spiritual health matter. My name is uh, Stacy, and we learned last session that you can call me Stace Dog. And I've got Renee Mora sitting next to me, and we learned that we can call her Notorious R.E.D. So I think we're going to go between those names. Cool? Okay, that works for me. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> um, we have a live studio audience today. Not really, we just have two uh, healthy helpers in the background. Shout out to the healthy helpers. <laughs> um, how you doing, Renee? I'm doing good. Yeah? It's kind of tornado-y here today. Yeah, last week we talked about um, fall and like you know, the last couple of sessions we've been talking about pumpkin spice lattes and right. like pumpkins and actually bought a uh, pumpkin throw pillow yesterday. Cute. And then I put it on my couch and instantly I felt excited. And then again, the reality of tornado and muggy central <laughs> outside. Yeah. It's like, oh. Whatever. Yesterday morning when I took my dogs out, I was like, oh, burr. I went, grabbed a sweater so excited sat outside do my quiet time this morning same thing it looked the same outside from my window grab the dogs grab my sweater walk out it's like a thousand wet degrees out there oh, God. <laughs> oh, sure. i hate that word wet i know you do Ugh. that's why i said it moist wet You're welcome uh you know what tell us what your your gross words are like i hate the word pus <gasps> i can't do this snot I, no <laughs> booger okay i'm gonna <laughs> Now I have to edit all that out. <laughs> no, you don't. I do because I can't listen to it. Uh, just fast forward. Yeah. 2023. You can hit the little, that little 10 second mark. Right. Exactly. How many times have you just wanted to me? I'll shut up. I declined to answer that. That's a question that sets you up to fail. It does. I hate those questions. I do too. Jerk of me. How dare you, Stace Dog? <laughs> Stace Dog came out, not yeah, Pastor Stacey. <laughs> I would say that you are acting like a monster right now. I, am I a monster? Look at that. that was your setup. That was my setup. <laughs> All right, so let's get into session. We're in session six. Yes. And um, for those of you that have been riding out with us um, for some time, you know that the church does a series called Monster. This is the third season of Monster, and this season, season three, will be probably the last season for a little bit. We might take we're, we're going to take a break, mm -hmm. um, but this one is Monster. What's lurking in? Hold on, before I say that, season one was what's lurking in your relationships. Yes. Season two was what's lurking in you, because mm -hmm. that's fun, and then. This season is Monster What's Lurking in the Church. Ouch. Mm. Wah, wah, wah. That's good. That's all right. We it's need fine. to talk about these things. We do need to talk about these things. So um, this past Sunday, I introduced the first monster. Mm -hmm. But before I, I tell you what that monster is, what has monster been, for, been like for you, Renee? Hmm. Personally. And then we'll talk about as a group. Okay. You know, personally, I, it came at the right time or kind of had been in this journey of like healing and um, facing some stuff in my life for a couple of years. So it was <laughs> kind of like the public phase of that where you're like sitting alongside <laughs> other people and they start talking about super uncomfortable things or, and by that I mean you and Pastor Kevin. <laughs> um, but it was good because it was um, something, these are things that don't often get talked about in church. Yeah. And I love that um, you guys are not afraid to, you're not, you're not going to shy away from stuff like that. In fact, you're like, Oh, we don't talk about them. Just, this is not the kind of thing we talk about in church. That's Listen, what we're going to talk about. It. I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we had said in the um, first, the pilot of this, how monster, we didn't know it was going to turn into like a whole thing. No. Right. And it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, so we talked about the whole point of it is to talk about like these hidden dark. Oh, Hello. That's a phone Somebody call. Somebody called right. us. This is real life. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's going to grab that and turn it off. I don't know. 
That's all right. Okay. My son might come up. He wanted to say hello. I'm like, all right, you can come in later. <laughs> all right. So the Monster Series is about the hidden dark things in our lives. And it's about dragging those things out of the dark and into the light. Mm-hmm. It ain't about walking them out there pretty, holding hands, weaving daisy chains. It's dragging. And they're <laughs> it is dragging. And so it is a little uncomfortable. And we, and we yeah. even talked about how there were people that were like, oh, goodbye. I'm not here for this. Yeah. I, I, that upset me the first time that happened. And then it's been a couple of years. I feel sad. Yeah. I feel sad for people that enjoy hiding. Well, in fairness, some people just may not be ready to face it. Sure. You know? Sure. I, I was one of those people. So I, I kept my counselor's phone number in my pocket for 18 months before I actually called her. <laughs> Knew darn well I needed to, but I wasn't ready. So, but we have people now, season three, they're ready. You know, they're down for the next round of gut punches. <laughs> I think they're ready to start. I think they said, okay, I'll just, <laughs> I'm ready to sit. Yeah. I might not be ready to go to the altar. That's okay. But I'm ready to sit and listen. It was interesting when I was, you can, depending on the lighting that Sunday, you (laughs) could either see the audience or not. And I could see the audience. And it was um, interesting. I got to teach people how to, like when the Holy Spirit slaps them in the face, how to sit in their seat properly. Because everyone was squirming. Like a lot of people were squirming and I can see it. And so mm-hmm. I'm squirming. I'm watching these people squirm in their seats. I'm like, guys, relax. you got to be cool. Be I was cool. strategic. Cool. I sat in the I know you did. second row. I know you did. Eyes boring straight ahead. I know you did. I did send my husband a text because he was in the back of the room about midway through. I text, sent him a text and said, did anybody leave yet? <laughs> you know, no they one left. They did not. They did not. No one left. Now, I don't know if the visitors are going to come back. They might not. We did have some visitors, but... Hey, I got some thick skin. All right, so tell us about this week's monster number one that you kicked off with. Yeah, Um, it's the siren, Mm -hmm. like the little mermaid. No, it's not the little mermaid. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. It's like Ursula. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's what that is. You know, the siren is has this uh, vibe of like the seductiveness, this luring. Um, sirens use their voice and their beauty to lure sailors to their destruction, their death. And so we, we talked about that. I, br- I introduced the siren because the sirens in our faith can really destroy our relationship with the Lord, can really harm us. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that lure us, um, that tempt us, and we fall prey to those things. And so, um, yeah, it was. It, I think it was a good sermon. I, I I got some good feedback as far as I don't care if someone says, "Oh, you did such a great job." Praise the Lord. No, it's, man, the Lord met me and I heard his him tell me I need to stop this or I need to give him this or I need to submit this part to him. That is what makes me want to get up the next day and continue on with this. Um, very hard series. Mm-hmm. This, this ain't easy. No, to to study and to kind of pray about because as I'm prepping for whatever ser- uh, monster that I have, you know, I, I ask the Lord, please show me the stuff inside me that I need to deal with or that you need to highlight in order for me to be free as well. Because I do not want to tell people, um, I don't want to preach and then I'm not preaching to myself. So everything that I'm saying, I'm like, well, Jesus, me too. So that's hard. So it's not, oh, let's go into the book of John and let's break down. No, this, this is hard. This is, you know, I have a scripture here that says Ephesians, it's in Ephesians 4. 22 to 24, it says, uh, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires Mm -hmm. to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That's like a whole thing. Right. 
that's uncomfortable to you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires monster is designed to highlight the things that are in our life that tempt us to go back to our old ways mm. but we need to recognize that our old self was a thing yeah like it was a thing so to to come to jesus and say oh praise the lord i'm, that's all I'm in the free past. yeah that's great that's all in the past and i don't ever have to think about it or de uh, deal with it or talk about it ag ag again i get the heart behind that um but the enemy of our soul already has a plan once we give our life to the Lord to now destroy us and to separate us from the Lord. How will he do that? He will try to tempt us. Mm -hmm. He will put our old ways in front of us, you know? So if we pretend it doesn't exist, then we can't acknowledge it and then we can't be free from it. But if we know that, hey, this thing inside me exists, Jesus has, he, he has set me free. I no longer am prisoner to it. But I know that that's a thing that the enemy can use. I know when I am tempted or the enemy has a plan that is full on for me in the season of life, I know how to recognize it for what it is. And it's, oh, this is just a trap. Right. I don't, I don't, right. I don't need that. You know? Right. So, yeah, Ephesians 4, 20, you want to say something? Well, I was going to say about the scripture, um, it's very, you know, Put, put off your, uh, in regard to your former way of life, put off your old self. That's a directive to us as individuals, which is being corrupted by its own deceitful desire. So it's setting up that this is this internal struggle. Yes. And it is not, it very clearly um, dismantles that idea of like, oh, I'm saved now. I don't have to think about anything in my past. Yeah. Yes, we are free. Like Jesus brings that freedom. But it's rarely just there, that's done. Yeah. You know, there's a working out process. And he Absolutely. wants us to understand ourselves. Yes. You know, um, I think of the scripture about guarding your heart. We like to throw that around, you know. Everybody, you guys got it. You got to guard your heart. Guard your From what? <laughs> Let's be specific. And that's the thing. It's the specifics people do not want to get into. Yeah. Um, and it isn't always, we're not always guarding our heart from things on the outside of us. No. I would say the bigger struggle and the one that we don't pay as much attention to is the less obvious. What's, what are the things in myself yeah. that I need to guard my own heart from? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. You know, we can't make excuses for our, our poor way of living, you know, or our sinful ways. We can't. And I think sometimes when we don't address our stuff, we can make excuses to why things are, why we behave a certain way, why we have poor spiritual habits or whatever. It's like, well, there's something deeper inside of you that you just, you left at the cross, but, and Jesus can totally take that, like you said. Absolutely. It's covered by the blood of Jesus. But man, we are human beings. Right. And until we hit the ground, until we are with the Lord, we will be tempted. Yeah, we're not exempt from no. human struggles. No. And also, I, I tell my kids this a lot too. It's like, you need to know what your struggles are. Not only so you can bring them to the Lord, but also... The enemy is not going to initially just come up with brand new ways no. to get you. Let's just go for the old stuff that you already <laughs> that yeah. are already have been a part of your life. Let's give an example. Uh, maybe someone that struggles with uh, over drinking, mm -hmm. right? Like you don't go to a bar, right? I, if someone has recognized that I I drink too much. Lord, help me. And the Lord's like, I've got you. We're going to go on this journey of healing and breaking addictions. He, God can do all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But we can't say he can do anything. Let me go meet my friends at the bar. Right. Like, we have to set ourselves up to to succeed. Mm -hmm. Like we can't over-spiritualize everything. The Lord's got me. 
No, you got to put some in some work too. Like right. there's some spaces that you can't. When I first came to know the, I, I actually shared this story Sunday. When I first gave my life to the Lord, I knew that I knew that I knew there were certain things that I could not be a part of. I couldn't go back to certain homes. Uh, I couldn't, I had to break off communication with certain people because I knew that if I, if I was trying to grow in my relationship with the Lord, but I was still hanging out with my old ways. Right. I knew that unfortunately my old ways would win. Mm -hmm. And so I had to be real strategic and say, I have, I act, I have to walk away from this and I have to set myself up to succeed. Back in the day, you know, I had to cancel my pager. <laughs> I remember beeper. Um, and my phone, my house phone, because that's how people connected with me. Yeah. And I just wasn't there. Now those people can call me and I'm like, what's up? Like, I'm fine. We're all good. But back then, I, I just knew. And there are certain things even now in my life that pop up that, pop up that I'm like, I, you know what? I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to participate in that or I'm not going to allow my um, myself to let my guard down in this situation here because there I am a sinful person mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that I've known the Lord for over 20 years right and enemy's yeah. still coming for me right you know so that's good yeah all right so oh please follow us on our Instagram we got two so we've got the My Authentic Podcast Instagram. Right. Follow that. It's at My Authentic You. Yeah. Y -O -U. At My Authentic You. Do it right now. You got we'll, crickets we'll on wait. that thing? Well, wait, hold on. We have crickets. Done? Okay, now you're going to go to My Authentic Church on Instagram. You click that button. We'll wait. <laughs> There you go. So on My Authentic Church Instagram, there um, are some notes on our um, on one of the posts a couple of days ago. And it breaks down. Um, well, you, you tell me. You, you created the post. I did. Well, I was trying to like, okay, how can I put that entire sermon into a... Um... <laughs> two, two slides. <laughs> into two slides. All right. So let's get back into the siren. We on? We're on. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the siren. Because you, you shared Ephesians, put off your old self. But then we went to Galatians 5, 19 and 21. And that you were talking about very specific things with the siren that was about the old self. Yeah, because we chose siren because sirens are rarely seen. They're sneaky. They hide. They hide well until it's time for them to lure their prey to destruction. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's why we chose siren. And the church can sometimes be the perfect place to hide. So this is why we need to call stuff out. Um, Wait, can you explain that statement? How is, the, how is the church a perfect place to hide? Because sometimes we feel um, that, well, a couple of things. For me, there were times when I put on a performing face for the church, because a lot of people around me were performing, and mm -hmm. so I fit well with them. Mm -hmm. And it was, good morning, praise the Lord, how are you? Oh, God bless you, I'm doing really well. So I, I met a lot of people that were in the same space of performing got and you. putting the, the face on. Meantime, no idea that you've got deep struggles going on. And vice versa, and the yeah. people around me, you right. know? I'm in a season, I don't care, it's like, you can tell me I, I'm not well. Okay. So let's let's go to battle. Let's let's fight. Let's let's pray, you know? So yeah, I'm in a season now where I have experienced such incredible freedom that I don't want to be at church with church people and perform the church girl routine. Routine. Yeah. You know? Now I'm not walking into church. Hi guys, my life sucks. My marriage sucks. I, you know, my God, I, I hate. You know what I did last night in the dark? This is what I did. This is my. I don't do that. But, um, you know, I am intentional about creating spaces where people can be open and say, "I'm, I'm actually in a struggle. 
okay, let's, I could walk that out with you. Let's, let's deal with this together, you know? Um, so th- the church it can be a place where you can kind of put that mask on mm-hmm. to kind of check the box of going to church and then you go home and you're still dealing with the same nonsense. Right. You know, but church should be a place where you are open to the Holy, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, sensitive to, you know, that moment, that hour and a half where, you know, the Lord, if you're in the good church, uh, the right church, right? Um, where the sensitive to the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit just highlights things in your heart. And then you're able to, if you're not performing, you're able to go to your sister or your brother in Christ and say, I, I need help. I need mm-hmm. help. And I didn't have a lot of that um, for for me be, just because of the position I was in. Sometimes being in leadership, you can't, you can't fail. Right. You have to have like really great everything in your life. And it's like, that's well, not the case. <laughs> even as a lay leader, I remember talking to you years ago when I first got involved in youth ministry and I was so conflicted because on Sunday service, I would sit near the youth section and I remember this sermon just like wrecked me. I was like, I need to fly up to that altar. But I was new to youth ministry and I f- kind of froze. And I remember coming to you later. I was like, I didn't know if I should go up to the altar and walk past all those teenagers. And then they see like, oh no, my leader struggles with whatever the topic was. I remember. And I remember you telling me, no, they need to see that. Yeah. They need to see their leaders at the altar, you know, having their moment with the Lord, not to make it performative, but just yeah. honest, Yes, being transparent with your own journey around people. Here's what happens. When you do it, they feel free to do it. Mm-hmm. And so they want to come out of hiding because, oh, someone that I trust is coming out of hiding right now, or something has been highlighted in their life that they're, they're like, oh, I don't want to put it in hiding. I want to expose this to the Lord. Right. Um, it's so freeing to see other people mm-hmm. do make a step that maybe you're hesitant to make. And then you, if you see the person that you trust, your mentor, whatever, it's like, wow, I, I can do that. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm so like, why are we faking the funk all the time? We don't have to fake the funk. We don't have to bleed everywhere. That's, that's whack. Don't be bleeding everywhere. You need spaces for that. Um, but if you're just faking the funk all the time, if the only thing you care about is how, what outfit you're wearing to church and you put more time into that and, and not father, as I'm on my way to church, can you man, prepare me, prepare me, Mm -hmm. right? Help me to, to use the community that I have that you've given me Yes, to help me walk this out. Right. Right. Now let's flip that. I understand that some communities have not been healthy. You need to move away from that community. I'm talking about healthy communities, communities that authentic church to healthy community. We're trying, Mm -hmm. we're going to fail. And there's people that come in and, um, that may not get it right. I might not get it right. Kevin might not get it right all the time, but man, we're trying, we love the Lord and we want a safe space for people to come. So, Find a safe space. And we're going to talk about that, actually. Yeah. We, we will hit that because that's one of the points. Impurity. hmm Now, before you even go down this path, <laughs> say something to those who right now are reaching for their skip button. Don't. Saying, okay, well, this honestly, this is not an area that I struggle in. So do I need to listen to the rest of this? Yeah, you do. Okay. Um. So the first two things that, the scripture, um, Galatians 5, 19 says, it's the first two things, and it's a warning to the church, right? Like, be careful for because the acts of the flesh um, are the things that will um, keep us from inheriting the kingdom, right? So the first two are sexual immorality and impurity. Hold on, before you even say anything, let me, let me break down f- quickly because I already... I, w- I want you to go back to the YouTube channel and look at the whole sermon because it'll break down everything. But the first one is sexual morality. And we're talking, I broke down this past Sunday, like what sexual morality in Greek means. And it's the word porneia. And it's 
like a catch-all term, and it's referring to any kind of sexual activity outside of biblical marriage. So one, that's sexual. So that's um, adultery, um, you know, promiscuity, fornication, like anything outside of biblical marriage. And I brought up, like, we live in a culture where it's so easy to to fall prey to this. Right. It's very easy. And I did bring up an example of like if if I wanted to cheat on my husband, there's an app for that. Right. Like that's funny and so sad. Mhm. If I wanted to, I could download an app. And I'm not going to say the app's name. Or maybe I should. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and I can I can I can have an affair. Right. You know, if I want to sleep with someone because that's just what I want to do. I can once again, using an app, Mm -hmm. swipe, right. Get what I want and move on, you know? So it's, please go listen to the whole sermon. Cause I don't, I don't want to preach the whole sermon here, but those that have this issue, right? Sexual morality, like, Scripture's pretty, pretty clear. I didn't say it. And I'll go, I think it's verse verse 21. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's all you got to tell me. I'm done. (laughs) I will not inherit. Got it. Right. (laughs) Got it. I'm going to be a nun. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, But it's. It's about wanting. Also, this is why it's so important to know the Lord, because I could be talking to you right now. And if you don't know the Lord, this means nothing to you. Like, I know the Lord and I want to please him. Right. Like, I want to please him. I love him. And I'm in a relationship with him. I, I know what he did for me. So when he tells me, hey, Stacy, this is not the life I want you to live. I need you to refrain from this. It's not a punishment for me. It's a blessing. Mm-hmm. So when he says hey, you're flirting with things that you shouldn't be flirting with. I'm not even talking about a, a person. It could be flirting with other temptations, right? It's not that I'm trying to deprive you of fun things. It's because I have something for you that is, we get a reward. Mm-hmm. We do. We get rewarded. I have so much peace knowing that I stay in my lane of my marriage. I have so much peace knowing that I'm not dealing with my old stuff because I have set myself up to not have to go back to my old ways. It's very peaceful. And the Lord has rewarded me with, um, with that peace. Like it's a tangible peace. Like I can go to sleep and I'm not stressed out. Um, because I'm, there's things in my life that I'm struggling with as far as like that I'm hiding. There's such a beautiful piece, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so that's sexual morality. Again, please go to the YouTube channel. Did we say what the YouTube channel was? My Authentic Church? <laughs> yes. And then the second was impur- Impurity. This one is, ugh, I didn't like this one. Do I have to talk about it? Yes. Impurity in the Greek means akatharseia, and it refers to any kind of uncleanliness of our thoughts, words, and actions. Mm-hmm. And that's bueno. Right. So I talked about pornography. I talked about um, how that affects your relationship, our relationships. Um, because sometimes we think, well, I didn't actually sleep with the person, so no big deal. Right. No, there's, 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 a, whole, there's a whole thing to that. There was a scripture that I read in... Matthew, what was it? Matthew 5? Hold on. What's that adultery one? Yeah. Yeah. 5, Matthew 27 5. and 28. Um, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, you know, I have sat with people that, you know, think pornography is okay because, well, I didn't sleep with him or her. Well, scripture is very clear that even if you looked at him or her with lust in your heart, you have committed adultery. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a thing, right? 
Um, and so that's what impurity is as well, right? Um, what else did I talk about? Oh, I talked about words, you know. Um, we have to be careful with, I, I said that the siren is real sneaky and, you know, she, siren is technically a she, but I'm talking about he and she. Um, they lure you with their beauty and their their song. We have to be careful with the things that um, lure us into spaces that we should not be in. So if I'm struggling with, if and I brought this up, if let's say my husband is not paying attention to me and um, you know, I start fantasizing about another life that I could live that's without him. And, you know, some guy at the right time comes my way and just starts, you know, speaking a beautiful, singing a beautiful lullaby uh, mm -hmm. over me. You know, I've got to be careful with that siren like thing because that can that's a trap. Right. You know, because the thing is, it's not so much that he's not paying attention to me or we're struggling or we're having. There's something deeper there. And we need help. Yeah. But the enemy knows that. And so instead of sending you to a good church or a counselor to help you or have a mentor, he will feed what your desire wants in that moment. So if a guy, and I'm, because I'm a woman, so that's why I'm, if a guy comes and starts, you know, telling me, what are some things that guys say? Oh, <laughs> you know, you look, I'm trying to figure this out. Um, you know, you're, you look beautiful today or, you know, I like how you did that. I'm so proud of you. Or We got to be careful with that stuff because if I need that, if my flesh needs that to feel some kind of validation, that can really mess me up. Right. And that's, you know, kind of going back to that question of like why, why you shouldn't tune out if you're not struggling with sexual immorality or whatever. Even what you're mentioning right there, the rest of that verse goes on with... Um, Sexual morality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions and envy. It goes on and on. It's not just these two things. No. And I mean, this list is pretty complete and it will cover pretty much anything you got. Mm. I mean, <laughs> looking for affirmation outside of um, where you shouldn't be getting it. Yeah. It, that doesn't have to be about an affair even. No. Uh, I Years ago, I had a blog and I, I mean, I love to write. And so I felt like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So putting this time into writing. But I found myself so wrapped up in the feedback that I was getting from it. And the Lord asked me to put it down. And because I didn't, that's something that I struggle with is looking for validation from other people instead of like really knowing who I am in the Lord. Mm. That's something that I just have to be very cautious about. And so that kind of thing still falls under this same category that a siren for you could be, I think that you are so wonderful. You're just the most gifted, da 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 da, da you know? Mm -hmm. And here, then I'm, where am I looking for? Am I listening to what the Lord ha wants me to do next for my next project or the next thing that I'm investing in in my life or my saying whatever this crowd over here is saying, let me go do what they want me to do. Yeah. But how do you, how did you know that that's a thing that you struggled with? When did you, you had to become aware of it. Yeah. Right. Right. And you, I'm almost positive because I've been sitting with you long <laughs> enough to know that you had to enter a, a scary prayer space of, I do need you to expose anything, God. So, right. and I think he, and and I not think I know he did. Mm -hmm. Hence, the reason why you were able to say, "Oh, oh, this is I know what this is. Right, I know what this potentially could lead into, turn into." So I've, I'm gonna press. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, and shut it down and shut it down. We're messy. We are messy, but this is this is the the beauty of. When we allow the Lord to expose us, there is such a beautiful life waiting for us. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect. It's still messy sometimes. But when we are made of aware of, oh, I can't do this without God. Yeah. You know, it's so much easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's so helpful. Mm -hmm. um, 
Okay, so that was impurity. Um, we could talk forever about this, but there was a scripture that I ended the morning with, and it was in Colossians 3, mm-hmm. verse 5 through 7, I believe. Right. And it says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. And here we go again, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. And you used to walk in these ways. You used to walk in these ways mm-hmm. in the life you once lived, right? Put to death the things that separate us from God. That is what the scripture is saying. And so I had to wrap up the morning. I know, we it, ran out of time. It, we ran out of time, which that hasn't happened in a while. And I I was telling you this earlier, I feel like I could have gone another 30 minutes and everyone, everyone would have stayed, mm-hmm. right? But there were four things, right, that I wrote, you know, that I prayed through. I was like, Lord, how we can we can say, you know, don't do that. <laughs> don't 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 involve yourself in sexual immorality, guys. Bad. No, no. But okay, let's break this down. What does that look like? What does it look like to put to death the things that separate us from God? Right? Right. And we're gonna go through that. And one thing I love about it is it's not about um because you made this point on Sunday, you said this isn't about behavior modification. No, it's about transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of these things are like directives for behavior. No, you know there are tools that will help safeguard our behaviors as well. Absolutely. And yes, add those in. But these four things were really great because they they really are um, leading us to into that kind of transformative space. So number one, number one, did, did you, were you ready for that? Sure. Well, I'll, I'll be ready. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'll be ready. Um, tell me what you could so, read. Number so one. the question was how, how to put to death, what separates us from God? It's great to say that. It's great to read first, <laughs> you know, um, what Colossians, but then, okay, what is the actual way that I do that? So number one was stop hiding what we struggle with. Yeah. We can't turn away from what we won't face. Absolutely. We talked about that the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to go too deep into that, but we have to stop. We have to make a conscious effort to say, I need to come out of my, my hiding space right now. Because in, if I keep praying, God, help me, help me, help me, help me. He's like, I, I do want to help you, but I, I don't work in hiding. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what I do. Right. And when I say hiding, come out of hiding, it's not uh, grabbing the church microphone on a Sunday morning and guys, I'm a fornicator. Help me. I have been in services back in the the 90s (laughs) where that happened. Yes. You never saw a sound guy move so fast and mute a mic. (laughs) I I actually, I'm not going to talk about this because this person might actually listen to this podcast. (laughs) But I was, what I just said actually happened. Yes. So it's a thing, but that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Um, I'm talking about acknowledging the fact, hey, God, this is a thing for me. Yeah. This this is a thing for me. And, and if I keep making excuses for my porn addiction, if I keep making excuses for um, my, you know, swiping right, if I keep making excuses for why I'm supposed, I need a side piece or why I need affirmation in that way. If I keep making excuses to my greed and my lust and my idolatry, if I keep making excuses to the for these things, I will never be free from them. Right. So or I, my envy or my or rage my envy or, or rage my, or whatever. Yeah. All that all that whole you, list. <laughs> there's a whole list and again, it's not a list of rules. It's because these are things that we as humans deal with. Right. All of us, right? So, yes, come out of hiding. Number two, stop believing the lie that we are trapped. God always offers us an escape route and the Holy Spirit empowers us to take it. Yeah. Man, we can believe some lies. We can believe some lies. Um, And one thing in regards to this monster, um, we can believe the lie that the temptation is just too much and I just, there's no way out of it. Right. You know, my husband and I sit with a lot of married people and 
this is a common thing. Like, well, it's the temptation is just too much for me to bear. And I just I fall into it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm. God is faithful. There has to be some work that we need to put into remaining faithful to God. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Do you think people are waiting to not be tempted by something? Like that's their sign of becoming victorious over this issue in their life is that, oh, I'm free because it doesn't tempt me anymore. Because that, I don't know, that's not always a possibility, you know? Like is, it's not a sin to be tempted. No. Right. It common that you're going to be that's yes. that's what so it is. literally says there <laughs> yes right so, so i wonder if we feel hopeless because we have this idea that if we were really free it wouldn't even tempt us anymore uh, that's a lie right that is that basically is the number two point here yeah it is a lie you know we are a fallen people we are broken people we are human beings we're not jesus right because we are sinful people, we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need the Holy Spirit in every area of our life. So I, I truly believe it's a lie that we believe that if it wasn't, um, if I wait long enough, then I've grown and this doesn't tempt me. I, that I, That's a lie. And I, I believe that, not that I believe, I have seen this specifically in marriages because we deal with marriages a lot. So that's where I'm I'm at right now, right? Um, it's a lie that either the wife or the husband believes and there's no fruit ever from that. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a victory story come from someone that says I'm free. Like this thing will never tempt me again. Please introduce me to them (laughs) because I need the, I need the secret sauce. Right. Cause even me, I'm like, Oh, okay. That caught my attention. I gotta, I can't let that now catch my soul. I gotta go this way. And I'm 23 years, love the Lord, whatever. But I can't be, I can't believe the lie that I cannot at any moment fall prey to even the things that I think that I have overcome. Yeah. Like for me, that that is a massive lie. And it sets me up to fail. Well, and it sets us up to be hopeless. Yes. It's that feeling of being trapped. It's like, oh no, I'm still tempted by this. You know, it's like, okay, but are you acting on it? No. Do you have safeguards in your life? Do you have, you know, some of the other things we're going to talk yeah. about that will help support that? You might have people walk walk in here on accident. There's like, like shadows going past me behind well, this like window. there's like four or five people that one has tried to look in and mm-hmm. so whatever. That we'll be a special guest star. Sit down. Listen, Guess what it we're is talking what it is. About. The special guest star was my, apparently my, you can hear my son in the background. <laughs> the phone was ringing, yeah. whatever. It is what it is, right? Okay, so we've stopped hiding. We've stopped believing the lie that we're trapped. Number three, pursue God daily, honestly, and humbly. There is power in our simple cry for help. Mm. I didn't tell this story again because I didn't have time. Um, There is power when we open our mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. I have that in my notes to ask you about. Yeah. yeah. There is, there's power in when we open our mouth. Um, a couple years ago, well, no, she still does this. So, you know, I have a, now we've gotten into like mentor friend season. But, um, you know, I had a woman in my life that will walk me through different things, right? She will pray with me and she'll walk me through different um maybe pains or traumas or sin or whatever, right? She'll walk me. She is walking with me in this new season of life that I'm in, right? But as we are going through our sessions together and we're talking back and forth, if something is highlighted, if there's like the Holy Spirit has said, hey, 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 this is a thing for you, Stacey. She will tell me, hey, um, I need you to say it out loud. I need you to say the thing that is the thing trapping you right now. Mm. And then we're going to pray out loud 
that God would free you from it. She doesn't say, okay, well, you know, write it down in a journal and hopefully it'll go away. Right. It's, hey, Stacy, say it out loud. One, so you can trick your brain <laughs> and yourself into, not trick, train it to live in truth. I am a sinner. I struggle with judgment. I, you know, what fill in the blank, whatever your I is, okay? This is what I deal with. Now, Holy Spirit of God, I need you to invade that space because I cannot do this without you. Right. You've highlighted this in my life. You've highlighted that I'm uh, whatever it is, greedy, lustful, liar, whatever that list is, right? I need you to help me, right? And number four goes with number three. Number four is embrace community. I'm sorry, embrace accountability. Mm. Our community helps us identify the sirens trying to wreak havoc in our lives. Yeah, this is touchy for people because there have been some that have embraced community and community has turned on them. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm talking about, right? Um, that's a whole other podcast, which is on the list. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, but there are there are these three scriptures that I, I wrote that I want to let it speak for itself. And the first one is in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Mm -hmm. They even knew 2023. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. It is so important for us to be with other people. Yeah. Believers. Right? It's so important. And scripture says that we're called to encourage each other. You know what that looks like? You telling me, hey, Stacey, I'm struggling with something. And I'm like, okay, I got you. Let's, let's pray this out. Let's walk this out. What are some tangible ways that we can help you live this out, mm -hmm. you know, or be free from something? Um, and then there's Galatians 6 two. share each other's burdens in this way, obey the law of Christ. Share each other's burdens. That's such a beautiful depiction of like how the church should operate, right? And I have people in my life that I operate with like that and I love that. Because when I can't carry something, I've got people in my life that say, okay, I'll carry it for you. Right. I got you. Let me let me carry that for you because you, you're, you're weak. And it's awesome to have a brother or sister in Christ to say, I got you because I know that you can't carry this. Yeah. Right. And I'm not talking about boundaryless people. I'm not talking about all that stuff. We're called, we're called to carry each other's burdens. So if, Renee, you're like in a season, I can't carry this. This is too much. Okay. Well, I'm in a season where I can. Yeah. I'll take it for you. Put it on my shoulders. We'll walk this out together. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that's the beauty of the church, how we're supposed to operate. And then there's Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We need people. We need people to help us, um, to keep us accountable. We need people to tell us, hey, you're, this life that you're living is not cool. You need people in your life that challenge you, that say, hey, um, I, you're manipulative. Mm. And... This is going to harm your relationships. Right. So I've discerned that you're a liar or you're angry or, you know, there's some struggles within yourself, in your mind, lies that you're believing, struggles in your relationships, whatever. Let me challenge you here, right? Not judge you. Right. Because I'm not called to shame and judge like you mm -hmm. freaking manipulative, <laughs> lying, greedy son of a gun. No, it's man, this is the thing. These are things that can really harm our relationship with God. Right. So can I help you with this? Can yeah. I challenge you to, to, to think this way? Right. Mm -hmm. And a challenge could look like, Hey, I need to have a conversation with you. Being held accountable and having community is so important. And I know you have, you can, I want to hear from you as far as like how accountability and community have blessed you. Cause you have been a part of that. Like you, you are in point four, like you've experienced that. How have you, how have you been blessed by having community and accountability? 
Um, having trusted community, some trusted relationships in my life where it's that space where it's, you feel completely free from performance. Yeah. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm allowed to say, you know what? I'm just so embarrassed. I just like exploded on my family. Yeah. I was so nasty. Yeah. You know, to be able to bring that to somebody and not feel the pressure of <gasps> my entire reputation as a mother's yeah. going to be ruined or she's not going to ask me to be on the prayer team. You know, like that's out of there. You know, that's a real thing. The feeling of I don't have to pretend like I've got it all together and that I can bring really vulnerable stuff to you or whoever else I'm, you know, is in this community of people um, and share it. And it's I'm free from being judged. And they have their own health level that they're able to offer something back to. Me. Yeah, that's important, too. Because I don't need random advice. No. <laughs> I need, I need godly input. In you this need, stuff. you need, and let me let me just interject here. You, me, him, mm -hmm. he. We need advice or guidance from healed people, not bitter people. Right. And a lot of people out here walking in the streets bitter. Exactly. And we're in a season of like, uh, no, I want to get advice. I want wisdom from healed people, healing people. Right. Because healed may, you may think. Oh, I've arrived. Mm -hmm. No, we arrive when we get to be with the Lord. Right. Um, and I think this brings us back to, I wanted to come back to the, the tagline of this season of monster. And this is a good place to do that. And you said it at the top monster, what's lurking in the church. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about sexual immorality, impurity, whatever else is in this list. Um, that can sound like, What's lurking in you? So talk a little bit about why this topic is important for what's lurking in the church. You started to say, this is how the church is supposed to operate. We were talking about supporting each other, encouraging each other, carrying each other's burdens. So can you kind of come back to how this is about, this is bigger than the individual? Yeah. Christ is coming back for his bride, right? Mm-hmm. And we can break that down a hundred times over, okay? He is coming back for a stainless bride. That means that warning that we read in a couple of these scriptures, th they were a warning to the church. Right. It wasn't, uh, here's a warning to, you know, the homies down the road that don't believe in Christ. These letters that Paul wrote were warnings to what? The church. Right. Because that means the church is going to be dealing with this stuff, right? The problem with performing in the church is that we, and I speak for myself and my church experience, I cannot speak for anybody else, okay? We are so good at being religious that we forget that God did not call us to a religion. He called us to relationship with him. Religion would have us cover up all our stuff to make us look holier than thou and to make us look like the best youth leader, the best pastor, the best lay leader, the best prayer partner or prayer person, whatever, right? Religion would have us be very much like the Pharisees, mm -hmm. which actually Jesus could not stand the daggone Pharisees, right? <laughs> so they looked the part, they spoke the part, they smelled the part, they were the part. And yet Jesus could not, he had problems with them, yeah. right? And so these are the things that Paul was, was talking about to the church. These things are in the church, Renee. Unfortunately, even goes to the leadership. Right. Let's talk about that. 2023, 20, actually 2020 to 2023 has been, this has been happening for years, but it's coming out so much now because just social media, but leaders in the church just falling, mm. right? They're falling to the siren's call. You got mega church pastors out here. Uh, you got church leaders. You got uh, people uh, have, that have been doing ministry for 30 years. They're falling prey to the siren, right? All because one, several things, um, but they never allowed themselves to become aware of the thing that was in their life that caused them to eventually fall prey to the siren. This is why it's so important to, what was the first point that I said, um, you know, stop hiding your struggle. 
stop hiding. Leaders in the church right now are f- dropping like daggone flies, Renee. Mm. Okay. And it breaks my heart. Why? Because this warning that Paul was giving us or giving to the church, it was the, you know, the Galatian church, the church of Ephesus, whatever. This is the church of now modern day Christianity. Like this is still a thing. And it, it's a thing and we need to deal with it because the church is being called to be pure for Christ. The church is called to be pure for Christ. How do we get to that? Those, how do we get to that level of purity? First, it's submitting to Christ. Tell him I am, I'm a mess. I'm, I'm impure. I'm whatever, right? I deal with all these things. I need you to, to, to help me to be righteous and holy before you. Right. But I, this is an expectation that the church has. I cannot expect my neighbor that does not know the Lord to live this kind of life. Correct. I cannot. So what's lurking in the church is so important because it's God's coming for his church. That's why it's so important for us to highlight the junk in our life. And Mm -hmm. before Christ comes. Right. And we can't operate the way he has designed his church to operate church being the people of the church. We can't operate. We can't um, minister to our community. We can't minister to each other. We can't minister to the Lord. Mm -mm. If we're just accommodating all of this mixture in our life, all this secret stuff, it's bigger than the individual. Mm -hmm. It impacts way beyond you and your seat. Yes. I don't know what sermon, you'll probably remember, you have a memory of an elephant. I preached a sermon on, I I don't remember what series, but I talked about the, um, when we fall prey to these things, how, like you said, how it has, it's greater than us, it affects everything. Mm -hmm. Like it affects the people closest to us and then it can trickle down. So, So when God's not saying, here are 10 things you're not allowed to do. Hey, hey, let me warn you of the things that will come natural in your sinful nature to do. Let me warn you. So once you're made aware, you can now put that to death. So when Christ comes for his bride, we're ready. Yeah. We're ready. One of the things that um, before, well, when I ended the sermon, before I was going to, before I ran out of time, I was going to read the four points. But the one thing that I said, none of those four points matter if you have not learned to fall in love with Jesus. Mm. So like I can tell you a hundred times over, do step one, two, three, and four, you know, repent and do this and do that. And then go find a church and do whatever. But you need to fall in love with Jesus. Because if, if, if you're not learning or growing and falling in love with Jesus, what's the, what's the point? There's no, there's no point to any of this. Yeah, it's kind of like when you're you're raising kids. You know, there's things you talk to your kids about, and it's like there are things they're going to choose to do or not do based on their relationship with the Lord. You know, ultimately, it runs out of steam to say, I'm not going to do this because my parents don't want me to do this. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the difference between behavior modification and yes. transformation it's the love it's like i don't it's not about i don't want to do this thing yeah it's about, i don't want to hurt yes him i don't want to break the lord's heart and i remember talking to somebody and we were having that conversation and she just said you know i'm not really there i i don't think about that it's not a concern this was a person that would say that they are a Jesus follower, but their depth, they have not fallen in love with the Lord. Yeah. Right. They are getting to know him, but they're not at that depth relationship with him. That's why if you start a relationship with someone, you don't start. Like when I dated my husband, it wasn't like, Oh, I'm in love with you. It took a while. Right. For me. He's going to say that I fell in love with him first. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he did first. It took time. But I was committed to knowing him. Yeah. So even though the feeling wasn't there of love, I was committed 
to getting to know him. Because what I saw was there's the potential here of something really good. Mm -hmm. And so I committed to the relationship to get to know my husband and then eventually falling in love with him. And so if someone is, you know, well, I'm just not there in love with Jesus and that's fine. Right. There's no magic wand like poof, fall in love with Jesus. Everything, you know, the feeling is going to be there. No. But if you could just make the commitment, mm -hmm. just be faithful to that, to the decision of I'm not there yet, but I'm going to commit first to what you say. If I don't want to commit, you don't have to commit. We will suffer the consequence right. for not being loyal. There is always a consequence to it, right? You, we, are, we can do whatever we want, Renee. We can choose whatever we want. And we've even talked about God allows us to choose, right? I would say if the person is not in that feeling of I'm in love, man, can you just make the commitment to him? And mm -hmm. go on a journey. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, once you make that commitment, meaning I'm going to believe what you say here and I'm going to go on this ride. I promise you, your heart will start changing for the Lord and you will want to start pleasing him. Yeah. And not yourself. I love that. You know, are you going to read something? I am. I um, just, it was coming to me as we were. You had the posture in the face. I know. I was like, I was like oh, let me get my Bible out. Talking about just falling in love with him and just getting to know him, committing to him and, and learning his ways and what he has for us, um, what he's done for us, what, you know, I, I've just all those aspects about him. And I was thinking about how, you know, this whole podcast was about the lore of the siren song, like this song that like drags us to yeah. destruction. But then I thought of um, Zephaniah 3, 17. Mm. And the Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of have that juxtaposition of like the song that leads you to destruction yeah. and the song that leads you to salvation, to mm -hmm. safety, to healing, to love. And that's just so beautiful. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't leave us out here alone. He doesn't be like, well, you couldn't stand up to the siren song. So good luck to you, you know, no. never. And that there's, you know, one of your points was there's always a way to escape. Always. So I think that's beautiful. Always a way. We're the ones that get into our head. Because mm -hmm. I can't do it. Right. Or we don't want to do it. Yeah. We don't, we need to desire the escape route. Mm -hmm. If we don't desi desire the escape route. All right. Yeah. You do you, boo. Like you do you, boo, over and over again. Because right. it will be a cycle of. You know, especially like, you know, we live in a culture now, the younger generation, um, a lot of them have that mentality of like, let me just play with the siren. Let me listen to the siren song. I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Let the siren get a little bit close. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh, he's he's beautiful thing with the siren is you don't know the plan that it had for you to destroy you until after the fact right you don't know right so they're beautiful they look enticing but it isn't until you suffer a consequence that you realize oh shoot God. That wasn't what I thought it was. <laughs> I didn't think, I didn't, yeah. Yeah. And we live in a culture, Young the young people struggle with this a lot. Right. They they entertain sirens a little bit too long. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, Father, break them free. Yeah. I mean, in their defense, they got a lot coming at them. Sure. You know, I, I'm just saying it's, um, the, the culture is kind of designed to just constantly, I'm going to knock this microphone over, it's happening today. The constant inundation of all these different songs pulling you one way or another. So they, yeah. Anybody that's in that 
space. He has to learn to like create some space and some silence and some. Well, that's the TikTok quiet. culture. Yeah. That's cell phone culture. Yeah. They literally have access to all other, like all kinds of worlds out there. Yeah. That's another day. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> the TikTok culture. I feel like every, every podcast like, ends with, that's know, another bug. Because I feel like we could keep going. I know. Like, keep I going know. to the left, keep going to the right. Yeah. But, you know, that this is, this generation is very, the younger generation is inundated with how to behave, how, what uh, relationship goals are, what, um, how a relationship should be, how you should look, how you should mm -hmm. behave, how, like all these things. Um, and so those are just lies being pumped into their head. And this is why it's so important to, even though you don't, you, you haven't fallen in love with Jesus, but if you can commit to him, he can share the truth with you. And the truth is in his word and what he says, right? right? So if you're just inundated with lies, 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 which they are, man, I just I encourage you to just, but I'm just going to commit to this re dating relationship with you and see what happens. Mm -hmm. He will not fail you. No. I promise you, you know? So. All right. So last week we said, okay, we're going to be putting the podcast out every two weeks, but we're not for October. Because, yeah. Because Monster you. is, um, <laughs> because of me. Because the Monster series is an authentic you yeah. series. Um, so since this is an authentic you space, we do want to, um, talk each week after each one of these messages. Yeah. So this weekend, the message is on, you're not preaching it, but we're still going to talk about it. Yeah. I could say it, right? I yeah. mean, we like to reveal it. All right. Never mind. Yeah, no, we like to, he's going to reveal it. He ain't telling you. He ain't telling you. But we have, um, yeah, we've got some pretty cool not cool i hate them all pretty intense <laughs> monsters um so yes it's supposed to be every other week but we're going to what do we have four or five monsters four four monsters um we decided let's just talk about them every week and then yeah. we'll go back to our right regularly scheduled program which that is happened once <laughs> every other week um yeah so next week we'll bring um monster part two which kevin hockenberry will be preaching on and it's, I don't like this one actually. Yeah. I'm interested in what he has to say about it. Sure. Okay. I'm queuing you up. You're queuing me up? Yeah. Are you going to sit in the front row? Like usually Always. sit in the front row. No, but Always. you, you were in the corner. I saw you. Well, somebody took my seat. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> hey. It's okay. You can have it. Listen. I ain't selfish We are the church. Seat. We are the church. And the mere fact that someone took it. We're growing. Yes, amen. All right, thank you for listening to session six, the monster, the siren. We love you. We're praying for you. And if you need prayer, man, reach out to us. Love you guys. <laughs>